Peace and love, family. It's your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. I want to welcome you all to the newly rebranded podcast, formerly known as African in American, now known as the Six the Goddess podcast. For the true African in American fans, you know we've been at this since, what, 2016? The real OGs and the real goddess gang know we've been doing this for a long time. I remember when I first started my podcast, I got so much support and Everyone in my podcast really went through so much of my life with me. Like they dated with me. They got engaged with me. They were planning a wedding with me. They moved out of state with me. So I really feel like we have built a huge family here more so than anything else. So I want to welcome you all back to the podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, I ask you to subscribe to the channel. Uh, leave a comment, like the video. If you're wa- if you're watching from Facebook, I invite you to do the same. I invite you to like the video, leave a comment, share the video. If you're watching on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, what have you, I invite you to leave a rating, um, leave a review, and share with a friend. Tell your mama, tell your sister, tell your sister, baby daddy's cousin. Spread the word. The podcast is back. Um, On YouTube, I will eventually be starting a separate channel that is specifically just for the podcast, but for right now, we're going to leave it here. Um, I'm also still debating on whether or not we are going to keep the podcast as just audio or if we are going to add video to the podcast. Uh, A part of me enjoys the podcast not having video. That way I am not accused of not having content with real substance because people just want to look at me. Uh, I think it's easier for men to share the podcast um, because there's always this bias that comes where you're only listening to her because the way she looks. So a part of me enjoys having the podcast portion not be video. Uh, Because I think it allows people to hear the message more so than focusing on the aesthetics. I hope you all are loving the new logo. It was done by a dope brother named Giovanni English. You can check him out on uh, Instagram. He was very professional. Uh, His prices are very reasonable. And as you can see, the podcast looks, the podcast logo looks absolutely amazing. Um. I want to give a special shout out as I'm sitting here enjoying my Alpha Juice to Alpha Juice Company. Um, Alpha Juice Company is a black owned uh, organic juice company that is owned by a super dope uh, young married couple. They just upgraded their business and they have a new warehouse. They are growing. Um, I'm very proud to work with them. I am very proud to work with them in promoting a product that is so healthy for us. Okay, I've been juicing now with them for a few months and it has helped me so well in staying consistent in my health journey. I enjoy using their juices as a pre-workout before my time in the gym. All of their juices are organic, cold pressed and delivered to your door fresh and cold in something that looks like what I call a silver basketball type speak. (laughs) And it's straight to your front door fresh. If you have done juicing before, then you are aware of how much work and how expensive it is. You have to go buy the fruits and vegetables, buy the juicer. Uh, A good juicer really costs a lot. Uh, The cleanup is crazy. The storage is crazy. It's just a lot. So I truly enjoy Alpha Juice making it easier for us to maintain our health. Now, um... I kind of had my first few episodes of the podcast planned out. And so I'm going to still stick with um, this first episode that I wanted to speak on the Kanye and Kyrie situation to not specifically 
talk about them per se, but I want to talk about the importance of investing in Black love and why it is so important. I want to talk about the shaming of Black women when it comes to us being expected to pour into people that don't pour into us. Now, since I have come up with my content plan for what I want to discuss on the podcast, there has been so many things that have transpired since. We've had the three young brothers be murdered in Virginia State. Uh, we've had Shaquilla Robinson be murdered by her friends in Mexico. And I put up a post today on Instagram about baby mama and baby daddy culture and the type of children that it produces. And it produces children that kill each other and us. I need some more time to meditate and get some more information on Shanquella and as well as the boys from Virginia State uh, because it is a major conversation that we're going to need to have. So I'm probably going to save that conversation for next week. So I'm going to go ahead and stick to the plan today and we're going to have this conversation. But trust me, you guys, I am on it. And I understand there's important subjects that we need to discuss, and it is definitely coming. Um, shout out to my speech therapist for allowing me to know how to use my podcast voice. For those of you that don't know, I am a Florida girl, honey. I'm a Florida girl from head to my toe. I grew up barefoot on the St. John's River in the middle of the Ocala National Forest. I spent most of my adult life in Orlando, Florida. Shout out to Orlando. Shout out to Orange County. That 407, what it do. I'll probably never change my 407 area code phone number. I don't care. I don't care. I'll never change it. All right. I'm a real OG Floridian. Um, so shout out to my speech therapist for allowing me to finally perfect my podcast voice <laughs> for all the people who for so long could not understand what I was saying because of my thick Southern accent. Shout out to my speech therapist. <laughs> um, so Let's go ahead and have a conversation. Now, it is no secret that I am viciously, unapologetically pro-Black, okay? I am very um, absorbed into my own race. I think that Black men and Black women are the most beautiful, uh, most smart, and most talented people in the world. Um, I don't think that anyone compares to us. Um, I think that contrary to what society tells us, when you pay attention to your real life and what's going on in your community, I think that Black people are the most supportive and the most loving of one another. I'm very proud of my race. I'm very proud of my people. And I, my goal is to encourage the next step in the way we view race, okay? As of right now, we as a people in majority, there is a few of us that understand what racism really is. And there's a lot of us that do not. A lot of us have a very elementary view of racism and an oversimplified view of racism that simply says, you know, I'm black, you're white. Do you like me? Are you my friend? I'm not racist. I have black friends. Um, for a very long time, myself, you know, some of our most prominent scholars have been screaming until we are blue in the face that that is, for God's sake, not what racism is about. It's just simply not. Racism is about power. Okay. Racism is the ability to deny another person opportunity or their basic human needs because of their race due to your race, okay? Black people do not have the ability to hold white people accountable systematically, okay? Other races can honestly do and say whatever they want to us. And at the very best, we would have to go to white people to attempt to get them punished, okay? But black people in ourselves, we cannot do, for example, what the Jews are doing. We simply don't have the power. I feel like we are in an all around age of information and awakening. I feel like now that a lot of situations are starting to touch 
untouchable people directly. We are now in this space where the light bulb is going off for people and I could not be more happy. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about the situation with Kanye and Kyrie, just for those who maybe don't know what's going on. And then I'm going to speak as to why Black love is an obligation to our people and why Black love is storing up a treasure. Okay. The Bible says store up treasures, not on earth, but in heaven. Okay. And we have to understand what the Bible is, why it's worded certain ways, and figure out how we truly learn from it. Black love is the equivalent of storing up your treasures in heaven. Black love is an investment into a bank that at some point you will need to pull back from. All right. Now, Kanye, uh, you know, he has the Yeezy brand and uh, you know, there's different theories on why he decided to wake up and choose violence and decided to make some disparaging comments against the Jewish community um, that regardless of who these people are, I am a big believer in giving people basic human respect. And I'm also OK with that basic human respect being being completely silent on them. OK, um, I don't think that we need to be super vocal about, oh, my God, I'm going to go DEFCON 3 on the Jews. I find that super unnecessary. Um, I cannot think of what positive um, reaction he was expecting from that. I don't see how it's constructive. Um, it's It shouldn't be a secret that they 100% are the majority of people in control in the media and et cetera. I'm not going to sit here and coddle anybody when it comes to common sense. That is part of my goal is now that we have gotten to that place where black and white people can be quote unquote friends. Now that we've gotten to that place where white and black people or black and non-black people, I should say, can somewhat coexist in the same space without bloodshed, the next step is for us to cancel the concept of white comfortability, okay? The next step is that we're going to have to get to this place where if and when we are going to be integrated and have white friends, etc., that we will no longer have to play deaf and dumb to white dysfunction to make them comfortable. My goal is that if those people say that they're truly, you know, not racist, that we will be able to openly speak the truth about who they are, who they have consistently been in history without them saying that it's us that's racist and that we shouldn't make them feel bad. You look at how they're trying to block teaching the truth in schools about the civil rights moment, movement, slavery, etc., because literally their reason was it will make white kids feel bad. OK, that's my goal. My goal is for us to get to this place where we can tell it like it is to them. And that's what I do. OK, I say if you're a white person and you're not racist, then you definitely should not be policing me on what you feel I should and should not say about you and your people and what you consistently do and the systems that you have set up. OK, the minute that a white person tries to police me speaking on the truth to spare their feelings. That right there in itself is racist. You think you own me. You think that I have to go out of my way to not hurt your feelings and not make you uncomfortable. And I simply do not. Um, I am allowed to speak on a truth, especially truths against my people, without considering your feelings. It's not about your feelings. Okay. It's illegal for my child to be black. So as long as it's illegal for my child to be black, the last thing on my mind is white people and their feelings and making sure I don't hurt their feelings. You'll be okay. Um, I've said for a long time that none of us have anything just because we're so smart and because we're so great. Everything that we have is because they allow you to have it. And I hope that in this conversation, you all understand what I'm saying when I, who I'm talking about when I say they. You'll hear me say they, you'll hear me say them folks. So I'm hoping that you all understand exactly what I'm referring to when I say that. Um, 
it has been no secret, in my opinion, you know, that they hold the power. Whatever we have is because they allow it. And what the system will does is it will take it'll always take one or two Negroes and give them a little bit more than the other Negroes. That way they can be the token Negro and be the example like, see, racism doesn't exist. Look at Kanye. See, racism doesn't exist. Look at Kyrie. See, they're successful. So you all should just stop complaining and just work harder. Okay, just just work harder, black people. Stop expecting a handout and you'll be all right. That's what they tell us, right? Now, um, I've spoke on this before and I use the example. So let's say you do that. Let's say you like, okay, you know what? You're right. I can get whatever I want. I just got to work hard. Nothing can stop me. So you work hard, you buy a home, all right? You buy a home, you stay in the home for a few years, the markets start looking good and you're like, shoot, it's time for me to go ahead and sell, okay? So you're looking to get into real estate moves in order to put money in your pocket and wealth to your family. Great. That is definitely the definition of doing for self. That's not being a victim. That's not sitting around waiting for anyone to give you anything, all right? So then you go to get your house appraised. The appraiser comes out, checks everything out, says, all right, your house is worth 375000 So you say, okay. So you, you sell the house. You, make a, you, you have a little bit of equity in the home. You make a little bit of profit. Let's say you profit uh, 100000 So you profit 50000 Now let's say that same home is owned by a white person. Now the appraiser comes out and they appraise that same home at 450000 Okay, because it was your black ass, it was 375000 When it's a good white American, it's 450000 Okay, That's what, um, $75,000, almost $100,000 that you lost out on because of the color of your skin. There's nothing that you could have done in that situation to prevent that. The difference between something just being flat out wrong and being the victim is a, a victim means that you there was nothing you could do to avoid the issue. I think sometimes we hear the term victim and we look at it as a negative, um, a negative word, but it's not. Victim means that something happened to you that was in you were in zero control of and that you didn't deserve. All right. And that's a perfect example of that. They tell you work hard, buy a house. And I use that example because that is actually a factual example where Bank of America got in hot water for that because that's what they were doing where different companies that come out and inspect and appraise homes were 100% appraising black household, black owned homes as less, all right? So I want us to understand that this conversation is not about complaining or, you know, acting as though we're helpless per se. It's just to have us come to the understanding that it's always about race. And that as a white people do not have to apply for a loan and say, man, I hope I get this job since I'm white. They never have to apply for a home loan and say, man, I hope I get this loan since I'm white. That is something they don't have to do. That is a difference between being able to simply move and live your life and having to always consider that your race could be a factor in the denial of an opportunity, okay? Now, if you don't understand that by now, you just don't want to. Society Again, society always gives one or two Negroes those positions, whether it be in corporate America and in those big circles, because that selected delectable Negro will be the one that will tell the other Negroes, it's not like that, okay? So we don't ignore them, Malcolm X, warned us about the bourgeoisie class he warned us about the token negro that will always say well as long as they get theirs they could care less about what the rest of their people get all right so i'm not going to sit here and act like oh my god i'm, I'm just so shocked and surprised at what's going on with kanye and Kyrie. this is what it's always been about now kanye truly believed that since he had a white wife, the white wife is a white flag, okay? What it means when 
a prominent black man marries a white woman is that is his dog whistle to the dominant white society that says, look at me. I'm not a threat to you. I am taking care of one of your women. Look at me. You can do business with me. You can let me in because look at my wife. Whatever money that you make with me goes right back into your community. So the white wife is a pawn that men like Kanye use to get into higher circles. Because dominant white society that has real money, power, and influence is terrified of strong black men with proper black wives. And the only way they let black men into their space is if you show them that you are not a threat to them. So when a black man gets a white wife, that is the subconscious purpose behind it. It's to say, don't worry, I'm not a threat. And in their mind, they feel as though it'll get them farther. Okay. This is unwise. So you have someone like Kanye who, white wife, and for to be honest, for a while it did work. It did get Kanye indoors that he probably would not have got with, with a black woman. And this is why he ditched the black woman that it all started out with in order to be with white and racially ambiguous women. Okay, everyone forgets it was a black woman that put Kanye on to the fashion scene. Okay. None of these white women were checking for the broke, the old broke college dropout Kanye. All right. So Kanye's like, all right, I have a white wife with power and influence. All right. Now I'm a billionaire. And Kanye got too big for his britches. All right. Kanye thought that he was untouchable. All right. He felt like, OK, I'm in there now. Kanye was getting real saucy. And anytime somebody spoke against him, his only comeback was, you're not rich as me. <laughs> you're not rich as me. So what do you know? OK, pride come before the fall every single time. Boy, that never fails. I'm tired of that same story over and over again. The baby has just entered the chat. <laughs> So Kanye uses the white wife and white companies like Adidas, um, you know, Gap to get a leg up and get where he needed to be. Then when Kanye got real big for his britches and felt as though he had built his brand and his companies, that they were big enough to where they could never fall, he then comes up with the quote unquote genius plan to try to get out of his contracts, all right? Now, we all know that the biggest and most murderous gang is the Jews, period. They are a gang. They have, the Jews have more bodies than the Bloods, Crips, and Latin Kings combined, okay? We all know they do not mind taking people out for financial gain, all right? This is no secret if we're just being completely honest, all right? Now, I have spoke before about what leadership truly means. Leadership means making the hard decisions to do what is best for the group that follows you. You cannot be selfish and be a leader at the same time. When you are the leader, everything that goes wrong is your fault. When you are the leader, you must go down with the ship. And when you are the leader, that means that you will suffer and sacrifice before the people you lead suffer and sacrifice. Now, when Kanye came forward with these outlandish statements about the Jewish community, I thought to myself, um... Everyone is sitting here trying to convince us that somehow this is for a reason and that he's just a quote unquote genius. However, how on earth do you own a school 
And then you speak in a threatening manner against the biggest gang in the world about how you're going to come shoot up the school. Okay, because the way those people operate is they'll come light up your place of education for even threatening to light them up in any way, shape or form. And I said, now, if you have innocent children attending your school, why would you joke or say anything about shooting up a school and put those children at risk? Some people said, oh, my God, six, you're being dramatic. Kanye's Kanye's words did not threaten anyone's lives. Yes, the fuck they did. Do you know who you're messing with? See, this is called cognitive dissonance. I think, I truly believe that for many black people, if they were to truly accept and comprehend how bad this system is and how much of a slave you still are, I believe a lot of black people cannot handle how heavy that is. And the human brain is so interesting that what it will do is if it, here's a concept that it has a hard time comprehending and swallowing, it will reject it. It will refuse to accept it as reality. I truly believe a lot of Black people minimize and laugh this off because I think their heads would explode if they really understand how hard by the balls you truly are. So, my thing is, Kanye, if you were going to go say all that, you better have a damn good strategy on the point of all that, okay? Now, some people said, well, he's smart, okay? Because now, by him saying all of that, <laughs> now, by him saying all of that, he'll be able to get out of his contracts. And now, he'll be able to have his brand and his clothing line and his shoe line on his own. But being a leader does not, that's not what being a leader means. Being a leader does not mean, hmm, I need out of this contract. So therefore I'm going to put the people that are underneath me in danger so that I can get what I want. The situation with Kanye really has revealed a groupy nature of a lot of people. Where as long as someone has money, okay, they can sell water to a whale. Like as long as someone has money, they just must be a genius and they just must be smarter than me because they have more money, right? Because people with money must automatically equal intelligence. Meanwhile, we have people like Bad Baby who are filthy rich. So that tells us right there that, yeah, you definitely don't have to be smart. Being rich and being smart are definitely not synonymous. We're definitely in that age where honestly any idiot can be multimillionaires. And that's just what it is. It's a matter of luck, you know, going viral and the right marketing. So I'm sitting back like, you know, Kanye, if you're going to disrupt things to that extent, I hope that you have a bigger plan here. But he really lost me with the shooting up the school thing. And come to find out, no, Kanye doesn't have a plan. Now he's stuck out here buying useless social media apps, trying to get someone to listen to him. And I believe, you know, he got humbled real quick. Um, Kanye is a raging, manipulative, self-centered narcissist. Okay. And it's very interesting to me that now he's going on this gross tirade that's like, I now understand what it's like to have a knee on my neck. Kanye, shut up, okay? Black people who are going about their life and being falsely accused of fraud and then having police assume they are guilty and treat them like criminals and put their foot on their neck is not the same as you waking up, choosing violence, acting stupid as though you don't know who them folks are and speaking on threatening their lives and then playing the victim and thinking that we're all supposed to help you. 
Now, I remember back in the day when Sway told Kanye that he needed to do his own thing. Kanye went off on Sway, interrupted him, made sure he couldn't talk. How, Sway? How, Sway? You don't know what you're talking about. Now we fast forward to today and Sway was right. So Kanye is not here to tell us to support him so that he can produce something of his own and support black people. I want everyone to understand that the person that you choose for a mate is the most political stance that one can ever make. Okay. Me as a woman who I choose to give my womb to says everything. I saw a lot of people saying that who he marries doesn't matter. But in the same breath, you all say that money matters. So who do you think gets the money when they marry a man? That's the part we all have to understand. Our house is currently on fire. We cannot afford to have any black people giving their most valuable asset, which is themselves, to anyone else. If your, hair, if your home is bursting into flames, but the house next door has a small leak under the sink, then I would say that your house being on fire is a little bit more important. When you see a black man with a white woman, the political statement that he is making is, look, look, society, this is who I decide to give my protection to. This is who I decide to give my name to. This is who I have decided to give my money to. So how can we preach any kind of black power or pro-black anything and then turn around and talk about black economics, X, Y, Z, just to have you make money to take home to white people who don't need your protection and provision? I'm not giving my womb to a white man. Why would I do that? Why would I take my nurturing all the assets that I have, my womb, my fertility, why would I skip over all of my own men, black men, and pass that to the number one colonizing and genocidal male in history? That makes no sense. It is a black man that needs my love and nurturing. It is a black man that needs my womb. It is a black man that needs me to mother his children. Black people who give that away to non-black people do not value themselves. If you truly valued yourself and the asset that you are to the environments that you are in, you would not throw your pearls before swine, literally. Okay. So why would we sit and quote unquote support Kanye? just so that he, these white people can let him sit with them again. You see what I'm saying? Every dollar that we have spent on Yeezys, whether it's the shoes, the clothing or whatever, has gone back to Kim. You know, I, I don't really understand what a, part, what a part about this do we have so much trouble understanding. All the black people that came forward to support Kanye, your money went to Kim Kardashian. Now, do y'all think that Kim Kardashian, do you think it was a waste for a prominent, wealthy black man like Kanye to take his wealth and influence and give it to Kim Kardashian? You know, just ask yourself that for a second. If we are just being honest, do you think it was wise for a man that has the resources, power, and money that Kanye has to give that to Kim Kardashian. Do you all truly think that Kim Kardashian needed it? Now, what's more interesting is that Kanye West single-handedly entered into the Kardashian family and legitimized Kim, her mama, and all her sisters. Kanye went in there and empowered all of those women 
to the highest level, put them indoors. They never would have gotten in off of their own labia because that's all they had. You know, their mama pimping them out to have their twat, get them where they need to go. Kanye elevated all of them to a level they never could have got off the strength of their labia as they had been doing before they met him. If y'all remember, before Kim got with Kanye, she had plateaued. She really wasn't raising up, getting any better. It was not until Kanye legitimized her that all of a sudden Kim was indoors that before were shut on her. So Kanye is a, is a very wealthy man that had access to all black women in the world. I want you to understand this. The average man that works at UPS really only has access to the women in his city. Okay, he doesn't have money to fly different places and look for different black women and X, Y, Z. He pretty much is limited to the black women in his city if he chooses to marry black. A man like Kanye West has the power and resources to have access to any black women in the world. And Kanye intentionally skipped over all of the black women in the entire world to marry, give his name and his wealth to a white whore. Now, Kanye got big for his britches. He has been thrown out on the street. And now we are expected to fight so that he can regain his spot at the white table. No, thank you. When Kanye comes up with a plan to be independent and employ and empower his own people, call me. When Kanye marries a black woman and every bit of energy and dollar that we spend goes back to a black woman and black children, call me. But I'm not interested in helping any Negroes regain their seats back with the same people that they turned on us for. Kanye never apologized to us for making his comments about how slavery was a choice. Can you imagine what would have happened if Kanye would have said the Holocaust was a choice? How long ago did the Holocaust happen? The Holocaust happened so long ago, yet Jewish people have no problem enforcing the fact that you will not speak on it. You will not downgrade it as though it never happened. You will respect that it is a part of their history that they overcame. And the difference is there's a reason why the Holocaust happened. There's a reason why the Germans, amongst others, wanted to get rid of them. But that's another story. But you can kind of piece together what they're doing today on why there was a Holocaust against them to begin with. Meanwhile, there was no reason for them to be doing the same to us. Okay. Yet when we speak on, hey, you know, you ain't going to be sitting here downplaying slavery and the effects that it has on us today. You're not going to be out here downplaying slavery and how it has affected our family structure, our behaviors. All and and the Jews are like that about the Holocaust, which was for a significantly shorter period of time. Okay? And was not near the level of atrocity that the slave trade was. Yet they have no problem letting you know that I wish you would try it if you ever try to downplay the pain we get through. We went through. Yet when we as black people even rarely mention slavery, Jim Crow, civil rights movement, it's why are you bringing that up? That's old. Okay. So I want to say that I am actually proud of the Jewish community and how they demand their own respect. I would like to see us do the same. I'm proud of the Jewish community that they don't let other people dictate whether or not their pain and experiences that may or may not still affect them today are valid. I respect that. I would like to see us do the same and have that same level of dignity. So now the follow-up happens. Now we're on a roll because, you know, Kanye randomly decides to choose violence. And then you have Kyrie who decides to simply, you know, repost a link to a video that he saw that was on Amazon entitled Hebrews to Negroes. Okay. But now you've got them folk wild up. You got the gang riled up. Now the gang is out for blood. Now they're pissed off. 
Okay, now they're like, you know what? We cannot let any of these Negroes slide because the minute that we let any of them slide, the truth is going to come out about who they really are and who we really are, and we can't allow that to happen. So let's go ahead and crack this whip, all right? And Kyrie is another one. Kyrie is another one who has constantly stored his treasures up in white women. Do y'all remember back in 2000, what was it, 14, when that whole debacle happened where Kyrie had that yacht party and it was no black women allowed to the party? It was literally entirely white women at that party. And it was a big thing. And then Kyrie came forward. I like black women, even though we've never seen you give your protection or provision to any of them. I like black women. And then Kyrie's PR team came in and was like, all right, Kyrie, we're going to have to make a move. And then Kyrie sucked his teeth and married a biracial woman to shut people up. <laughs> That's a new trick to <laughs> for men who cannot stomach black women. Their new trick is to marry a biracial woman, preferably that had a white mother. <laughs> So that they could say, here, damn, see, I married a black woman. No, you did not. So y'all remember when Kyrie married that, you know, biracial woman in order to save face? Did he marry her or did he make her a baby mama too? I can't remember. And the mother of his first child is white. And somebody whispered to Kyrie and said, bro, you're going to have to leave the white girls alone, okay? They starting to catch on. You losing their support. So Kyrie was like, fine, and married a mixed girl. <laughs> And there's a reason why I'm prefacing it with all this, you guys. So I saw a video on TikTok um, that was done by a black woman, surprisingly. Now, this TikTok was done as a stitch. And the black woman in it was like, oh, my God, you know, these situations with Kanye and Kyrie just shows how we are not united. And it's sad to see that black women are not standing up for their men and black women are just sitting back and being silent while their men are being burned on the stake in front of everybody and i'm like whoa 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 and talking about you all should be ashamed of yourself and the guy that stitched the video luckily he was calling it out before i could call it out and he was like no 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 no. well we i, I am tired of black women being shamed for not putting on the cape for those of you who don't do not know, I am an influencer of femininity for black women. My femininity is on fleek. My femininity is unconventional. All right. Uh, it's not your mother's idea of femininity. Uh, my femininity is something you'll feel. Um, I enjoy nurturing the people around me. I make people in my presence very safe. I enjoy allowing people in my presence to feel my feminine energy. And at the end of the day, that's the real test of it. As, a fem as an influencer of femininity for Black women, I will say that I, am, I do not approve of the narrative that we need to save anyone. Okay, we do not. Now, it's no secret by now, I am not a religious person. I grew up religious. I am familiar with religion, but I am I'm not a religious girl. Okay. Now, religion teaches us if your mind is indoctrinated, religion teaches us that we can pretty much do and say whatever we want and then say a little repent prayer, get baptized and all is forgiven. You can literally go your whole life being on BS and then when you're 99 years old, you can pray, repent, and then you're supposed to just have everything forgiven and move on. No. No. Okay. I'm a spiritual person. In spirituality, that is not how it works. Okay. Spirituality does not work that way where you can just do whatever you want. And then someone is supposed to save you or pour into you when you have not poured back into them. I am very big on my ancestors when it comes to my spirituality. And the way it works is this. The truth will be told about you. Have you ever seen someone be a horrible person and then they die? And then everyone is at their funeral like, rest in peace. 
I know you're in a better place now. And you're like, what? This person was a terrible person. I doubt they're going to heaven. You know, if you're a terrible person, I'm not about to sit there and get up there at your funeral and be like, he was a good man. No, he wasn't. He was terrible. He wants shit. Okay. That spirituality is you get back what you put out. It's not to say that spirituality is super harsh or judgmental. It's simply saying, if you want it back, do it first. The fuck? There is no free rise in spirituality. Spirituality is a reciprocal thing, not an indoctrinated thing. This is why people cleave to religion and shun spirituality because of the accountability behind it. A lot of people cannot handle that. They need to be able to do whatever they want and still get the benefits. But that's not how it goes. All right. I'm going to say this once if I've said it twice. <laughs> if you, as a black man or woman, if you give your most valuable asset, which is yourself, to someone outside of your race, then it is the job of the race of the group that you have chosen politically as where you stand to defend you. Let me let me say this again in a different way because I want to make sure this does not go over anyone's head. The woman that a man gives his name to is the one responsible for defending it. The man a woman gives her womb to is the one responsible for defending it. There are so many people who say, love is love and you can't help who you love. This is a very sexually deviant, very dangerous, very beast-like and pedophilic mindset. I stay far away from people, especially a man who says things like love is love and that you can't help who you love. If someone says that they can't help who they love, they will sexually abuse children. They will sexually abuse animals and they will say that they cannot help it. That's what pedophiles do pedophiles just cannot help it they they love children i think children are so beautiful i, I can't help it I, I love touching children that's pedophilic you can absolutely help who you love no love is not love love a hundred percent has boundaries standards and rules most of all consequences So when people say love is love, fuck you and you're sick in the head and you need to grow up. Love is intentional. You have to approach someone, get to know that person, spend time with that person in order to love them. So why would I even from day one sit and even risk that process with a white male? Then later say, I can't help who I love like an idiot. Okay. So if that's your only comeback here, if I can sit and give you very valid reasons on why black love is important, especially with where we are as a people, I can tell you your spouse is the one your wealth gets left to. Biracial children are unhealthy mentally and physically and they are confused. If I sit there and tell you that you as a black woman, you know, domestic violence and abuse is already bound to happen when you're dealing with men in general. But then when you deal with a group of men who are the number one committers of genocide, colonizing, murder, gentrification, when you sit and go under his household, especially with his white male privilege, Good luck on getting any kind of justice or help if something happens to you. Matter of fact, I have a story that I want to cover on here 
about the cheesecake cheater. And I might cover that on a YouTube live because I want you all to see the difference in how white men move when they're done with you versus how a black man does. When a white man's done with you, your life is in fucking danger. He will always resort to what hundreds, hundreds of years and multiple generations of men before him have consistently been. And we're so naive to think in the last 50 years that they're not like that anymore. You poor thing. If I sit here and take my womb out of the black community, because that's what it is. If I take my womb out of the community and give it to a white man and something happens to me, it is not. I repeat, it is not the responsibility of black men to save me. If a black man takes his name out of the community, it is not the job of black women to save you. See, I think there has been a miscommunication here. I think that a lot of people think pro-black means that you're supposed to unify, hold hands, and support all black people. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Being pro-black actually means that you will probably have to separate and disassociate from most black people. That's the irony in it. Pro-black actually means that all of the black people that are consumed in materialism, consumerism, and delusion, you will have to step over their dead body. What they say, Harriet would have shot you. Harriet Tubman was pro-black because she shot dead between the eyes any Negroes who threatened the true pro-black revolution to be free. So I'm sorry if there was confusion that you all feel that because someone is pro-black, that just because someone is black, we cannot speak on them and we got to have their back. The best that I got for Kanye and Kyrie is silence. Okay, that the only thing that black women owe Kyrie, Kanye and anyone like them is silence. Silence is the unity. I'm only speaking on it because I'm a content creator and it's my job. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about this. Can I ask why is Kim Kardashian not being shamed into having Kanye's back and Kyrie's back? Oh, that's right. Now, I spoke on this a while ago. And once again, people told me that I was dramatic and I didn't know what I was talking about. And I said, why do y'all swirl with them folks? Do y'all really think that when shit gets real, because that's what it's really about. It's not about when things are going smooth. When things are going smooth, it is not a test of durability and sustainability it's not until the the water gets rough that's when you really see what someone is made out of and i said do y'all really think that those people are going to go against their own for you when things get real so if you're a black woman you marry a white man do you think that when things hit the fan He's going to turn against his own race that is comprised of his own mother, sister, father, grandfather for you. Do you truly think that when shit get real, your white husband is going to sit there in the black boat and sink with you? Do you really trust to be with someone who can easily jump ship from you? I don't trust anybody that much. I want to be with somebody black where, bitch, whether you like it or not, you in the same boat as me by default. You can't jump ship and leave me for dead. And I said, y'all be so worried about your interracial relationships when things are sweet. Then y'all be clueless as to what's going to happen when things get real. And what happened when Kanye's name got in hot water? Kim Kardashian released a statement so fast and made your head spin completely separating herself from Kanye. Kim Kardashian released a statement saying that she does not stand with the ideals and the words that have been spoken from Kanye. And she immediately 
left that nigga for dead and separated herself and went back to her own people with the quickness. Where is Kyrie's biracial wife? Where is Kyrie's white mother of his children? Can I ask why you all are not beating down their door, asking why they are not speaking up for and defending Kanye and Kyrie? And this is a serious question. You know why you don't? Because you respect their femininity. And sisters, this is why I say all the time of why we have to hold one another accountable, because too many of us try to operate in an individualistic way and it doesn't work that way. You have got to put the, the pound game down on your sisters that are walking around here fat in bonnets fighting in Walmart. You have to. When you see another black woman fat with a bonnet on eating fried chicken on the Internet and fighting in Walmart, you have to condemn that. You have to. Because the image of one of us affects the image of all of us. And this is why the minute something goes down, we are expected to roll up our sleeves and help. Meanwhile, the white women that these men are married to have zero expectations and face zero shame to quote unquote support and unify with these niggas. This is why black femininity is extremely important and something that we need to take more seriously. Okay. Please call Kim Kardashian. Do not call us. Black women do not have to pour into anyone that is not pouring into us. Black men do not have to pour into any women that are not pouring into them. If you, you're not giving us no black children, you're not working to produce money to leave it to a black spouse and black children. You're not. If you ain't doing anything for us, we ain't got to do shit for you. That's the truth. You all have been lied to about this concept of having to unify with all black people. That is the quickest way to get drained. A lot of times we hear the term protection and our brain automatically defaults to a man protecting a woman from bad guys, right? And we forget that there is a level of protection that women provide for men. It is a spiritual protection. How many men have you heard say, my black grandmother's prayer saved my life? How many times has a black man had his black wife, black mother, black grandmother say, hey, I don't think you should go there. My intuition is saying this ain't for you today. And the black man don't go. Then something happens. He's like, damn, my, my mama, my grandma told me not to go too. thank God I didn't go. There is a level of spiritual protection that black women provide that a man needs. Okay. But in order to get that, you must store your treasures up in, in black women. It is very dangerous for a black person to remove themselves from their community for someone else. Because the truth is the Asian man, the Asian woman, the Hispanic man, the Hispanic woman, the white man, the white woman are not going to separate themselves from their group for your black ass. Okay. Kanye's in the situation he's in now because he doesn't have a table to sit at. You shit on everybody. Okay. You've burned all the bridges. As black people, you are going to need a community to survive. No black person will survive on their own. Okay. And we have got to start holding other black people accountable. We have got to start having the level of self-love because this is reflected in the way we vote. We will vote for people who have not done anything for us and will not do anything for us. We will sit and give our energy. Any fucks that black people give are valuable. We are a symbiotic people. We are a high vibrational people that feel your melanin your hair makes you feel things deeper than anyone else and everything we give a fuck about we give power to we do not have to give fucks to those who don't give fucks to us that's the way it works if you want our support 
if you want us to quote unquote speak up for you, then you have to pour back into us by giving your best asset, which is yourself, back to your community. You need to be wise about how you move and who you give your womb, your name, and your protection to. So I say this to you, Kanye and Kyrie, you better call Becky. Call her. Okay, because we have nothing for you. The era of Black people doing anything for anyone just because is done. All right. I don't know what to tell you. Figure it out. Don't call us. We'll call you. I want to thank you all for tuning in to the new season one, episode one of the newly rebranded Six the Goddess podcast. And I will see you all next week, Wednesday. Be blessed.